about you, but I'm high on the Holy Ghost. I know I'm, I'm we're going to get into it. Uh, I, I just feel the Holy Ghost in this house, in this place, in you. Amen. But if you would, if you would, if you could turn your Bibles to the book of John, the book of John chapter 19, verse 30, in the King James Version. And it reads, when therefore Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, it's finished, bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Lord, please magnify yourself within me and take me to another level in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the word, it is finished. It's finished. Can you tell your neighbor, it's finished? Tell your neighbor, I don't know what you're going through, but whatever it is, it's finished. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I, I know the doctor told you you had a problem, but, but it's, 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 it's finished. Before the foundation of the world, it, it was already finished. Before you was in your mother's womb, it was finished. God already knew where you was going to be because it is finished. Oh, man, it's, it's amazing, uh, Deacon Briggs, how uh, it's hard to be a Christian in this time and space because there's so many different religions, and Christianity is no longer just the most respected religion in America. You really have to know your word. If you don't know your word, somebody will Google it and then make up some stuff. You got to understand when Google is wrong and when Google is right. Oh, come on, somebody. Because every now and then, Google don't know what Google talking about. Y'all don't hear me? Have you ever sent a text message to somebody, and you send sending a text, and all of a sudden, they want to auto-correct you, and sometimes you hit sin, and you're like, what in the world did it say that for? That's not what I was trying to say. And, and iPhones and Google phones think they smarter than us, and we get irritated because we know we did not want to say, ah, we said you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. And we get upset, but we have confidence in ourselves because we understand that we knew what we were trying to send. The same confidence you have in your text message is the same confidence you need to have in God. It's funny because today we don't really talk about the cross because so many people don't want to hear about the cross because if we really opened up the church the way we're supposed to, Brother Philip, everybody wouldn't come. And we'll say, take up your Bentley and follow me. Take, 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 take up your, 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 your mansion and follow me. When Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. And the very essence, the very substratum of our faith is rooted in suffering. And so many other religions say we are bloody religion and we don't really, we, 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 our, our religion is rooted in suffering and we shouldn't do it. In fact, from the book of Genesis to Revelation, the Bible does not hide the bloodshed. In fact, Jesus said, if you can't suffer with me, you can't reign with me. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Old school people, they'll say it like this. No cross. No crown. Isn't it amazing that the same thing, the same wood that made up the cross make up the crown? And if you don't have enough strength to carry your cross on your back, you definitely don't have enough strength to carry a crown on your head. Oh, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear me right now. So, 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 so we come to church and we praise God and we look like we all happy and some of us be about to throw our back out praising God. But just because we praising God doesn't mean we're happy. Can I tell you there's a difference between joy 
and happy. You can be sad and still have joy. You can be upset and still have joy. You can be in mourning and still have joy because you know that this too shall pass. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Especially when you go to the predominantly black church, we ain't got money to give you $80 and $100 an hour to tell you what we went through when we was two and what we went through when we was three years old and lay on the couch and say, my daddy did this and my mama did this. Sometimes we just got to come to church and praise God. Don't look at the lady that looks so fine beside you and think that her life is as beautiful as she is. Something all she could do is put on a pretty dress, spray on a sin of praise and come to church. And don't think because that deacon got his white suit on, uh, lay down, wipe him down and with his red tie matching his red badge that his life is together. Some of us want to act like our lives are all a straight line when truth be told there's some potholes, there's some curves around the way. None of us have perfect lives. And they were used to laugh at the black church and say oh my God, they looking crazy. They worshiping God and jumping up and down but now they've been doing studies and say every now and then when you just shout and get it out, it's a good thing for your therapy. Why? Because my God said he'll give me a garment to praise for my heaviness. I don't know about you, but I ain't going to let the seed praise God more than me. I don't know, even though the seed is buried in dirt, buried in darkness and dirt, can't even see the sun, yet it still reaches up and try to break through the ground with no hope at all. And said, I praise God even when I don't see him. I be like, I be like Joe. Yeah, he slayed me. Oh, and I trust him. I know I didn't get the job. I know they told me I had a lump in my breast, but my God is faithful. And all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. You better let the devil know you better step back. You can't stop me because God is already finished. Before I was a twinkle in my in my daddy's eye looking at my mama, God already knew me. He already knew what I was going to go through right now in this time-space continuum because he loves me that much. Oh, you better watch out. He knows where my edge is messed up. He knows where my lace front ends and my real root begins. My God knows everything about me. It's amazing about Jesus. Everybody wanted to hang around Jesus when he was healing the sick. Yeah, everybody wanted to be around Jesus when he thought when they thought he was going to have a kingdom. But when he started saying that he wasn't going to lead a kingdom on this earthly on this earthly world, and he was going to the cross, it caused pandemonium in his board. His disciples went crazy. At first, they was fighting on who would sit on the right hand and who would sit on the left, and now they just got mad. Can you look at it? I didn't see Peter at the cross. I didn't see blind Bartimaeus at the cross. I didn't see John. I didn't see Jonah. At at the cross. I didn't see the lady with the issue of blood at the cross. I didn't see the woman at the well at the cross. Ain't it amazing that when you have your crown experiences, people will be with you as long as your name can get them a job. But the minute your name gets some dirt on it and they can't get nothing from you, they will walk off and leave you. Everybody will ride your coattails on the way up and leave you on your way down. Let me tell you something, baby. It's not your crown experiences that you can understand understand who with you is when you got to go through your cross 
Oh, you don't hear me right now. As long as Jesus was making fish sandwiches and turning water into wine so your party wouldn't go bad. As long as he was crip walking on the water. As long as he was he was healing a woman with the issue of blood. People love Jesus. People love you as long as you give them what they want. But the minute you got to do what God called you to do, you got to let them know, for God I live and for God I die. I don't know about you and your house, but for me and my house, we shall serve. Yeah. He called Peter a devil because Peter told him don't go to the cross because he was trying to make Peter walk on some. He, Peter was trying to make him live beneath his call. When anytime somebody trying to make you live beneath your call, you got to call them a devil. I don't care if they're your boy. Jesus, the, the other week, Jesus has said, I'll build my, my church on this rock, which is Peter. He said, I'm going to build my church. The next week, he called him a devil. Can I tell you something? Some of y'all trying to get delivered from alcohol and, and some of y'all trying to get delivered from women and some of y'all trying to get delivered from men and some of y'all trying to get delivered from cocaine but can I tell you something if you could just get delivered from people your life would be alright if you could stop trying to please people all the time and do what God asks you to do and only try to please him your life would go alright yeah people get on your nerves they'll make you take a shot Oh, they'll take it to Hennessy. They, they'll make you go call on Easy Jesus. They, they, they'll, they'll make you go get some. Yeah, they, they'll drive you there. But it's funny how God sometimes will allow the people to thin out around your life so you will know it was him all the time. It was him in the jail cell. It was him when you went through the divorce. It was him when you had the lump on your breast. It was him when you had the infirmity. It was him when you had the disease. He was with you all the time. Even when he was silent in your life like the book of Esther, he was right there as your Mordecai. You better shut. I know you shouting for your car. I know you shouting because you got a new Easter dress on. But some of y'all need just shout because God has covered you. He brought you through some mess you thought you would never have gotten out of. Look at your life. Some of y'all just, oh, y'all don't hear me right now. God has brought you a mighty, mighty long way. <laughs> yeah. Everybody want to be around you when you're giving them what they want to eat. Yeah. People want to come in here. They want, they want, they want, they want sugar canes and beech nuts and snicker bar sermons. But but when you go home and your wife has had an aneurysm, how is that snicker bar sermon gonna help you? When you go home and your husband has prostate cancer, how is that sugar daddy sermon gonna help you? When you go home and your child is locked up in jail for a crime they did not commit, how in the world can you make it if you got a sugar cane sermon? Every now and then you gotta come to church and stop getting mad at a man or woman of God and understand you need your black eyed peas, you need your lima beans, you need your collard greens. You need your liver. Come on, somebody. You got to eat some stuff you don't like to eat every now and then because God is just trying to build your character. You tell me what you learned in good time and I tell you, you a liar. <laughs> Told you, y'all remember good times? Wasn't no good times on that show. The minute they had a good time, James got promoted, he died. 
The last episode, both of them had all everybody had two townhouses next to each other and the show went off the air. Why? Because you don't learn nothing in good times. It's times of tribulation. It's times of trial. It's times when I feel like I'm, I'm buried, but God has really planted me. It's time when my friends have left me. It's time when I'm in the middle of the night praying, trying to figure out what is God going to do to get me out of this one this time. It's them times when I got to get on my knees, even when I don't know that God is right there. It's the time when God God is silent where my character is built up so I can be able to carry my crown. You can't have a crown without the cross because your character will destroy the blessing God gave you if you ain't ready for it. I'm trying to talk to somebody right now. That's power in the cross. That's where the power at. The power is in the cross. The power is in the gospel of the cross. That's where the power is. I, I know I know you got your little crucifix that you ain't supposed to have because Jesus ain't on the cross and I know he got his loincloth on because you don't want no rated X crucifix. But let me tell you right now, Jesus was on the cross naked. He was crucified naked to cover your nakedness. He was naked so you could be a deacon. He was naked so you could sing a solo. He was naked so you could pastor. He was naked so you can be whatever it is he, you wanted to be so he could cover you because the weight of the sin is death and if he had not walked up the way of Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering where they put nails in his hand to bring the fruition of the tyrannical dispensation there would be no shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin while we were yet sinners he still died for us if he had not done it for us, we wouldn't have made it tell your neighbor, if that would not have been a you, he still would have did it for me so I must be somebody don't you look at me like I ain't no because if there was no you, he still would have did it for me. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to say he wouldn't do it for you, but you know how sometimes people look down their nose at you because maybe your dress don't look as good as theirs. Maybe your shoes ain't shine. But at the end of the day, baby, my God died for me the same way he died for you. I'm I'm trying to talk to somebody. You got to learn how to be vulnerable. That's why God has me up here with no notes in anything because you got to learn how to be vulnerable to God. Every now and then you got to just get butt naked with your faith and say all I got, I'm going to give it to God because I know he's going to make a way out of no way. I know he's going to get me out of this or that. I know I got a heart murmur, but my God can heal me. I shall be triumphant because he died for me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's finished. It's over. The fat lady sang on the cross. It's already over. It's finished. I won. I'm victorious. I know I look sick right now. I know my teeth got busted. I know my lip is bleeding. But I know my God has already been victorious. I just got to walk it out. I just got to walk it out. I got to lip. If I got a lip like Jacob, I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to keep on pressing. Because if I keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call and faint not, he shall renew my strength and he shall take me to the finish line. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
the author and the finisher. He didn't say nothing about the in-between time because you got to do something. You just got to keep pressing toward the mark and he will cause you to finish. The problem is the reason why some of us don't finish is because we pull over on the side of the road. Have you ever seen people pulled over on the side of the road in a storm but you kept on driving and a few miles later you can see the sun. You still was in the rain but you can see the sun on the horizon and if you would have stayed back there with everybody else you still would have been stuck in the storm. Let me talk to somebody that's in a storm right now baby. I know you in a storm but you keep on pressing. He shall bring the light to you. We've been made do it for a night but joy comes in the morning. Oh, I got to talk to somebody and get them happy today because some of y'all came in here mad. Some of y'all mad because you bought an outfit and you want your money back. Some of y'all mad because your mama made you come to church. But I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to come in here and leave the same if you catch the word from God. If, uh, uh, you better come in here believing for an impartation. I ain't going to go to church if I don't think I'm going to be victorious. Y'all can say what you want. I went passive. I ain't believe God was victorious. I go do whatever I wanted to do. If I didn't know God was the king of kings and lord of lords, I wouldn't be up here preaching. You know why? Let me tell you a secret, Brother Mayor. Church folk, get on my nerves. Ain't prayed a minute, but they think God told them something. Ain't opened a Bible until Sunday when we read the verse, but God didn't let them know what God telling me about my life. Yeah. If I know it was the King of King and Lord, Lord, I would have left when I was at the other church on Tabs Lane. Because them jokers over there was crazy. Oh, Jesus. Jesus loves us so much that he became sin for us. I know some of y'all got shots, and that's cool. I ain't saying don't get a shot. I ain't saying do get a shot. Do what you feel about COVID. But some of y'all wonder why you got COVID when you got a shot, because they put COVID in you. I told science, let me tell you something. They can tell you, the government can tell you whatever they want to tell you. The reason some of y'all got sick because COVID was in you. The reason your arm was hurting because COVID was in you. They got to put COVID in you to get the COVID cure. Come on, somebody. Remember when we, everybody was having H1N1 and they made a mistake and gave us an H1N2 test shot? And everybody had the flu because what they do is they try to figure out what strand is coming here because the antidote is a part of the antidote is the poison itself. If you got bit by a rattlesnake and you tell the doctor you got bit by a copperhead, you're going to die. Why? Because they got to put some of the poison of the rattlesnake in you to cure you. But if it's a copperhead poison, you got two poisons in you and it's a wrap. Y'all don't hear me. See, back in Leviticus, you had to figure out what thing to sacrifice for what reason. Get a turtle dove for this and a lamb for that and a cow for this and a goat for this. And this for that and all this stuff. And you had to remember what it was. And if you brought the wrong sacrifice, God kills you and the sacrifice right now. If you heard me sin, if I cuss in front of you and you heard it, you had to give a sacrifice. If you cuss in front of me and I give a sacrifice, I'm going to sacrifice you. <laughs> I'm going to put them on the altar, Lord. I ain't, got, I ain't got no money for no bullet, but I'm going to put this joker right here on this <laughs> altar. 
But when Jesus came, he became the antidote for you. He inoculated you. He vaccinated you. That's why the devil can't touch you. Can't nobody do nothing with your half. They can't put no curse on you. They can't take your blessing for you. Racist America can't hold you down. Sexism can't hold you down. Chauvinism can't hold you down. Republicans can't hold you down. The black man can't hold you down. The white man can't hold you down. Democrats can't hold you down. It don't matter who the president is. Why? Because my God. See, every now and then you got to understand that you inoculated. It ain't arrogant. You just got to have the confidence in God. See, remember Bruce Lee would be like, ooh. Ooh. He'd tell his enemy, don't mess with me because I'm going to break you off. And every now and then at your job, you got to be like, ooh. Every time they try to lounge you, you got to be like, ooh, I'm trying to warn you, but you touching me because I'm too daggone valuable because my God told me in Philemon that he'll stick closer than any brother for me. My God told me the water shall not overtake me, and if I walk through the fire, I won't be burned. I know we're in the next cubicle next door, but I'm trying to warn you, don't touch me. See, y'all don't hear me. See, see, whenever I fuss back at you, when you fussing at me for no reason, I'm giving you mercy. Because I know when I talk, God ain't going to deal with it. But if you keep fussing with me and I just shut up and say, I'm going to just let God handle it, you better be quiet. And that's how you have to be as a Christian. Why in the world would God walk down Via Della Rosa, carry a cross, hold his entrance in one hand and a cross in another to die to give you power just so you can get beat up? Let me talk to the folk that don't never come to church. Let me tell you something about church folk. Some of y'all first time they ain't never been to church before. Church folk believe that Jesus died on the cross, was in the grave for three days, got up, and ain't got no problem with it. If I don't come and say that he died on Friday, stayed in the grave all day Friday, all day Saturday, but early, early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Ah! If I don't say that, the Baptist going to walk out. And, it, 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 and, I, and I believe it, and it, but it makes no sense. But you believe it, right? You believe he died. First of all, Philip, they, they believe he died, got up and made his bed. I don't make my bed trying to go to the weight room. If I wake up in a grave, I ain't doing nothing but trying to move the rock out of the way. I ain't making up no bed. We believe Jesus woke up in the grave, folded his sheets. Rolled the walk away and just walked out. But when gas prices go up, oh, Lord, what we going to do? If he conquered death, he can conquer your gas prices. If he conquered death, he can get your credit right. If he conquered death, he can heal your cancer. If he conquered death, he can get your child out of death. If he, get, if he conquered death, he can fix your marriage. If you can believe that this God died on the cross and got up, why in the world are you walking in such defeat? Hebrews, Sister Rosita, Hebrews, the angels, 
They say, what is man that you're mindful of him? You made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they don't walk in the authority you gave them. The angels throwing straight shade. You gave them all this power, God, the woman and the man, but they ain't walking in none of it. Give us this power. That's straight shade in the book of the Bible. Hebrews, they say, what is the man that you mindful of him? You gave him all this power. Let me, what are my old school people at? Flip Wilson been lying to y'all, Miss Mary. The devil can't make y'all do nothing. He was lying. You got authority over Michael. You got authority over Gabriel. You got authority over all the angels. If you speak a word, they will come help you. But how in the world, if you got authority over the angel that's with God, why are you worried about Lucifer? The Bible says, he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. The gate is the womb of a woman. If you did not legally, were legally born here, you have no authority. Remember Jesus said, man, I heard Satan talking junk. I looked back and he was falling down like lightning. Then he know what happened. God threw him down so fast. He said he went down like lightning. I ain't even see it. Oh, Lord, where he go? He, he, that's how powerful God is. He threw Satan down like that. He has no authority. He did not enter through a woman. You have authority. God lined everything up, line upon line and precept upon precept, just so the devil could not have a toehold on your legal safety and to be saved. First of all, he walked down 40 and two generations, emptied himself of his omnipotent omniscience and omnipresence, reduced himself down to his least common denominator so that when he stepped in Mary's womb, he went busted wide open, came out Emmanuel, God is with us. He put his DNA in Mary. Let me help you. So this is the thing. The reason why we born in this scene is our dad was a sinner. No matter how holy he looked now, he just old. Can't do nothing. Yep. Give him a blue pill. He'll be back in the streets. Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. <laughs> so he put his DNA in Mary. So that means, see, the only blood that mixes with the baby is the blood of the man. Right? Not the blood of the woman. In fact, sometimes women have to get a shot to make sure that their body doesn't kill the baby because the body of the woman don't understand what this baby is. This foreign eye, it, it feels like a disease to them and their body sometimes attacks the baby because it does not know what is this foreign matter in here. And the placenta keeps anything from mixing with the baby except the food and nutrients from the mama. But her blood does not mix. So God said, I'm going to put my blood in there, and he will be born Emmanuel. God is with us. No sin. And for it was shocking 
that he will be born in a manger with nobody to witness his birth but sheep and oxen. It was shocking that he, this king of kings and lord of lords was wrapped in milk rags. It was shocking that he nursed from the breast and born from the womb he made. And if that was not enough, that God went to the cross for us. He tried to use Abraham, but he kept lying. He tried to use Isaiah, but he kept cussing folk out. He tried to use Samson, but he couldn't lead Elijah alone. He tried to use David, but he couldn't lead nobody alone. He tried to use Jeremiah, but he kept whining. He tried to use Noah, but he couldn't put the E and J down. He tried to use Gideon, but he kept not having faith. He tried to use Jacob, but he was a swindler. He tried to use all these men of God, yet he looked around and said, I see no one greater. I swear by myself. I'm a step down 42 burning generation. Enroll myself in the flesh. Walk up the way of Via Dolorosa. I'm going to do it. That wasn't enough to shock the angels and the 24 elders that God went to the cross. But he lined it up even more because the weight of death is sin. And because he hadn't sinned, he was not supposed to go to the cross. He was not supposed to die. And that's why all of a sudden, Satan rose up and said, hold on. Let me get in Peter and don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. Because Satan finally understood, if I don't kill Jesus and I just let him live, everybody will perish but Jesus. But if I kill him now, I usher in grace. He broke the law on Jesus because he was never supposed to die. But Jesus said, don't get it twisted. Although I let you set it up, no man take my life, I lay it down. And, and when I lay it down, I pick it back up again. Every now and then, you got to let Satan know that my God laid his life down and picked it back up again. You might have locked me down today, but I promise you I'm getting up in the morning because my God has made me victorious. <sighs> Let, let, let me talk to the non-church folk again because church folk are going to get mad at me. The Bible says that we're more than an overcomer. Well, how in the world can they overcome something if they ain't got nothing to overcome? How are you going to fulfill that? It said we're more than conquerors. How in the world are you going to be more than a conqueror if you ain't got nothing to conquer? So you need to stop looking at your, the, the, at your attacks as if God is trying to mess you up. He's trying to fulfill scripture in you because you can walk on serpent. Can't no demon in hell stop you. What can separate me from the love of my God? No height, no depth, no principality, no former thing or latter thing. Nothing can separate me from the love of my God. And he who began a good work in me shall finish. I don't care how many times I get knocked down. I don't care how many times I fall. I shall be victorious because my God said so. You know what I'm tired of seeing? Broke Christians. Walking around here with cars so messed up the Christian bumper stickers got to hold them together. Jesus said he came to give you life and to give you more abundantly. He came to bless you. He didn't come so you could live a defeated life. He came to give you an abundance because you were steward over his money. It's not your money. It's his money. And he makes you a steward because he trusts you with his stuff. That's a whole nother sermon. I'm trying not to go into overtime, but y'all need grow. Some of y'all ain't coming back next week. No way. Let me get it all in. <laughs> ah, 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 Jesus. 
I ain't gonna lie though, y'all got a good mayor because the mayor don't like me in the church long. He let us know that before, remember? <laughs> so I'm gonna try to get y'all since the mayor here, I'm gonna get you out of here. <laughs> I can't help it. It's my nature. See, God can use anybody. He can use me, he can use you, right? You said amen a little too loud. I ain't like that. Eh? You're a little too enthusiastic about what I just said. A little too happy about that statement. Security. <laughs> but, but anyway, what was that? He, he was born out of a womb. He didn't have blood mixed with him. And now he's going to the cross. And it would have been an execution. But when Pontius Pilate wiped his hands, it went from being an execution to a crucifixion. Because nobody can offer up a sacrifice but a priest, not a Roman. So when the holy priest gave his assent, then it went from an execution to a crucifixion. Oh, y'all don't hear me. He lined it up. He became everything for you. To usher in grace. <laughs> he ushered in grace. See, if I jump off this stage with my messed up knee, I'm going to have to go back to surgery because gravity going to pull me down. But even though gravity is a strong law, there's a law that supersedes gravity, and it's called aerodynamics. If I get in an airplane and everything works right, I can take off and fly. Now, if I turn the plane off in mid-flight, we're going to die because gravity going to pull us back down. It does not mean that gravity doesn't exist because I'm flying in a plane. It just means there's a higher law. The law was not done away with. Jesus fulfilled it because Jesus was intertestamental. Jesus was in the testament, so he, he bridged the New Testament and the Old Testament. Y'all don't hear me. That's why the lady with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. But the reason why Jesus said, who touched me and she got scared is because she wasn't supposed to touch a priest. A woman wasn't supposed to touch a man in public, especially a priest. But the Bible said that the anointing was in the oil of the priest, so she knew she could be healed. But the law said she can't touch him. But she must have had a revelation of understanding that Jesus was intertestamental, that he was fulfilling the law, but he was ushering in grace. And he looked back and she couldn't lie to him. She said, I touched you. And Jesus said, go my daughter. Your faith has made you whole. The lepers, they're supposed to show themselves to the priest after they healed. But Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest before they was healed. But I believe as their faith, as they walked to the high priest, the more they walked, the more they received their healing. One came back and said, thank you. He said, thank you before he went to go see the priest because he realized he was healed on the way. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all were healed on the way to church, even though you ain't been to church all year. The minute you made up your mind and said, I'm going to come to Jesus, Jesus already stepped in your life and said, I'm going to take care of it. I don't care if you just came on Easter Sunday. I don't care if you just came out the bar. I don't care if you just got out the club. God can meet you wherever you are. He's intertestamental. He'll meet you with an alcoholic stupor. He'll meet you with a needle in your arm. He'll meet you at the whole house. He'll meet you at the strip club. He'll meet you at the bar. He'll meet you wherever you are. When you open up your heart, he shall come in. Don't you let me make you feel bad. But keep on talking about this your first time coming to church. At least you here. It don't matter who tell you. You shut your little black self up, preacher. Because at least I'm I'm here. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my wife. I lost my house, but I'm still here. So leave me alone and let me praise my Jesus. 
you're going to leave me alone while I'm preaching. I'm saying, don't kill me, God. He, he set it up. He was born from the womb of a woman. He did not let the man's blood mix with his. He let the high priest give him away. And he allowed Satan to set the trap, but he still let him know, don't get it twisted. No man take my life. And the reason why we know he, nobody took his life, he said, it's finished with a loud voice. And he was on the cross on the sixth to the ninth hour. That's three hours. And if you don't understand the cross, see, the cross is horrific. See, they normally would tie you up to the cross. But with Jesus, they put nails in it. But they didn't put nails in his hands like we say. They put nails in his wrist where the bone is because them two bones can hold together, but your hand would just tear off. And so they had him hanging here. And, and, and so you would have to push up to breathe because the weight of your body was collapsing your lungs. But even though it hurts to push up, the first rule Maslow tells us is self-preservation. So even though you hurting to save yourself, you pushing yourself up to live because you want to live even though you want to die. Let that marinate. He doesn't carry the cross because he'd been beaten all these times. That his interest hanging out. He didn't carry the cross with a crown of thorns on his head. See, see, you thought Jesus was scared of the nails. The nails, even though they hurt his wrist, was not what he didn't like the most. It was not the crown of thorns he hated the most, although it cracked his cranium and the blood went in his eyes. Even though he had to carry the cross and had splinters all over his body in one hand and hold his entrance in the next, it wasn't that that scared him the most. It was becoming your freakiness and my freakiness, your mess and my mess, your lying and my lying. He became sin for us and that's what he didn't want to become and that's why God turned his back on Jesus and he said Eli, Eli, Eli Shabbatane my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God cannot look at sin. He only can look at righteousness. So I need you to let yourself know it ain't you that's righteous with your big old hat. It ain't you that's righteous with your long skirt. It ain't you that's righteous with your nice suit. You justified by faith which means he calls you righteous even though you not. But he became everything that you God released all his wrath on him so that he wouldn't have to release it on us. So how dare you walk in unforgiveness when God forgave you? Oh, some stuff folk don't even know you did, but God know. Ain't it funny how people get on there crying on the news because they got caught by man, but they already have been caught by God. If you don't cry till you get in front of the crowd, then you scared of people more than you scared of God. Oh, come on, somebody. He became sin for us, what he hated. He was intertestamental. And I, that's why his, his, he, I believe, see, see, this is the thing. Let me, let me talk to the, to, the, to the men right quick. If you dating a lady, you ain't getting away with nothing. She know what you're doing. Um, can I tell you something? They, they be six months ahead of us. See, you be planning for the night. They didn't plan this out for six months. 
they, 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 they knew who you were. They knew your Facebook friend. They knew your Instagram. Knew who you followed. They know you liked this lady picture a little too much. They already knew who you was. Yeah. If you marry, you don't even remember when you asked her to you marry. You just got trapped. They know who oh, you marry me. You don't even know why you asked. <laughs> oh, will you marry me? I don't know why I'm asking. Because she had a plan. <laughs> I ain't get the ring yet. I already picked it out, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Go down there and talk to Sarah. She already got it. <laughs> he already know. You planning for the day. She planning six months out. I'm telling you, she know. Just look at me. Don't look to the side. You don't get in trouble. Just look. Look at me. I ain't trying to mess up. Don't look at. It. Don't 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 blink or nothing. Just. And when you go home in the car, I don't know what Pat is talking about. You better say that. Just say that. <laughs> See, but the thing about it is God got more gain than a woman. See, see, the devil was trying to compete with God for 33 years. But he didn't understand in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He didn't understand that Jesus was the part of the Trinity. Jesus was God himself. Jesus was here before time ever was. So he already knew what was going to happen. It wasn't 33 years of planning. It was before time ever was. He was crucified before the foundation of the world. He, Jesus God does not deal with linear time and space. He deals, he's interstellar. He sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He doesn't deal with linear time. He deals with Kairos time. Kairos time plugs you in when you need to be ready. Maybe you're 25. Maybe you're ready now. And maybe you're 85. Maybe you're ready now. See, can I tell you something? Your blessing is already finished. He told Jeremiah, before you was in your mother's womb, I knew you. I'd already consecrated you to become a prophet. The problem is when you mature enough, then he gives it to you. But you're already blessed. He's already blessed you according to his riches in glory, which means it's already there. Let thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. You pray that prayer, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means it's already done. You just got to reach up the glory to bring your blessing here. Yeah, it's another sermon because y'all, 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 y'all Sunday school because y'all ain't been here. And, and people wonder who God is. God, God. See, people keep saying, why does God exist? That means you got to have, everything is trying you. Time is past, present, and future. See, this whole world, see, you got to have time, you got to have space, you got to have matter. Everything in the beginning was. That's time. In the beginning, God made time. God made the heaven, which is space. God made the earth, which is matter. But I'm trying to talk to the trolls that think I don't know science, but I just know you can't be God if you can't stand outside of time. If you can't stand outside of time, outside of time and space, then you can't be God. That means that time, space, and matter had to exist all at the same time. But how can you have space if you don't have time? And how can you have matter if you don't have space? So how in the world can you create a big bang theory and put all this stuff together at the same time? In the beginning was God. And God made the heaven and
and he hung the star with your non-scientific self. You better step out of my brain and understand God has lined everything up before the beginning of time. shall lead me beside the still waters 
in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he was our wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he was our lover and bridegroom. In Isaiah, he was our prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he was our <laughs> he was our righteous branch. In Lamentation, he was our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he was a four-faced man in the middle of the wheel. In Daniel, he was a fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he was a faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he baptized us with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Micah, he gave us a message of warning. In Nahum, he came to avenge God's elect. In in Jonah, he was a great foreign missionary. You better watch out. Hey! In Amos, he was our deliverer. In Obadiah, he was our burden bearer. Can I tell you a minute? I think I skipped one, but I'm about to come back to it. Can I tell you what he was? Can I tell you what he was? And Rebecca, he was like Birdman. He said, put some respect on my daddy name. In Zephaniah, he was our savior. In Haggai, he was the redeemer of God lost heritage. In Zechariah, he was our righteous stream of water, forever cleansing our wretched soul. In Malachi, he was our overflowing blessing. In Matthew, he's our Messiah. In Mark, he's a wonder worker. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost. In Romans, he's our justifier. In 1 and Corinthians, he's our sanctifier. Hey! In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he's our soon reigning king. In 1 and 2 Timothy, he reconciled man to God and God to man. In Titus, he's our faithful pastor. In Philemon, he's a friend that sits closer than any brother. In Hebrews, he's my everlasting blood coming in. In James, he taught me about faith. In 1 and 2 Peter, He's the righteous shepherd coming with the crown of glory. In 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he is love. In Jude, he's coming back with 10,000 of the saints to redeem my soul. In Revelations, he's the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He is my Feast of Weeks. He is my Passover Lamb. He is my Blood Covenant. He is my Battle Axe. He is my restorer. You better look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor to tell every hex, tell every warlock, tell every disease, tell every Absalom, tell every Jezebel, tell every hater, tell every liar that it's already finished. He did it for me. If there was no you, he still would have did it for me. Hey, and you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he hung on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. And I believe what God is telling us is the same way that he was ordained to go in the mess. God had an appointed time to get him out. In other words, we've been may endure for a night 
but joy, joy, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. He who began a good work in you shall finish it. It's over. It's done. The job you didn't get. God got something better than man that walked out on you. God got something better. It's already done. It's already over. You are victorious. Don't shout. Don't shout because of your new hat. Don't shout because of your new car. Shout because it's already over. Back in the day, old schoolers say this. They'll say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yeah. But let me walk over here to new school. We don't want to be old school. We got to start saying, ain't he already done it? Ain't he already done it? Ain't he already done it? Say yeah. It's over. You win. Battle done. I know you're sick. But by his stripes, you're healed. I know they're coming at you. But even when your enemy comes at you like a flood, your God shall be right there. I know you're broke. But he's got supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I know you don't know El Shaddai. It's the God of every God. I don't know, I know you don't know Jehovah Nisi. Is your victory. I know you don't know Jehovah Shalom. It's your peace. Jehovah McKinnish and all that stuff. All you got to know is that Colossians says that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ain't got no no Greek pastor. Ain't got no no Hebrew pastor. Ain't got no no Latin pastor. Ain't even got no English pastor. All I got to know is Jesus has already done it. His name is above anything you can name. And everything shall bow down. Not just Jones' name. Not just my name. Not just not just Albert's name. Not just Jarrell's name. But sickness, isn't that a name? Tell it to bow down. Cancer, isn't that a name? Tell it to bow down. Infirmity. Isn't that a name? Tell it to bow down. Anxiety. Isn't that a name? Tell it to bow down. Whatever is ailing you, just say Jesus and it shall be over. It's finished. It's a wrap. You healed. You delivered. You victorious. You won. You free. You liberated. You blessed and highly favored because Jesus said it's finished. It's over. It's done. Can I tell you something? My daddy always said, it don't matter how much a team winning by, it ain't over till the fat lady sing. 
So let me go on and be the fat lady. Me, 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 me. It's over. It's a wrap. It is over. It looked like you're losing. It looked like it's over. But my God will make a may out of no way. It's finished. It's finished. It's over. It's done. You just got to walk it out. I might have preached that before the preacher steal it from me. I'm going to preach next week. You better walk it out. He began a good work and you shall finish it. It's over. Ain't it funny that he said it's finished? Y'all freezing her to death. Oh, she cold. Y'all got a blanket for her. It's finished. Ain't it funny that he said it with a triumph voice, even though it looked like he lost? You got to know your purpose. All things happen to the good of those according to his purpose. Even though it looked like he lost, he said it's finished. With a victorious chance. Because he knew although he was dying, he was fulfilling his purpose. Jesus died for you. Can you live for him? See, this is the thing. He don't want you to die a physical death. He wants you to die to your lying. Die to your selfishness. Die to whatever sin is plaguing you and make room for him. He is the author and finisher of your faith. And if you keep walking it out, and looking toward the hills of what's come at your health, you shall be victorious. Amen. Amen. Amen.